All right, guys, and we're back, and that was like the most Terminator 2 theme I've ever heard in a movie ever. <laughs> what was that, man? So that was the uh, theme song for the movie we're about to review, which is The Burning Moon. Now, if you guys don't know about this movie, don't fret, don't be afraid. No one's ever really heard about this movie. So this is a movie that came out in 1992. It's a it's considered a German splatter gore film. Uh, basically just think of things blowing up, bodies blowing up, guts and all that grimy stuff everywhere. Uh, if you guys are new to our podcast, I'm David. I'm broadcasting live from Southern California. I'm Josh broadcasting live from Las Vegas, Sin City, baby. Yes, we do this video chat, uh, podcast, uh, called Flicks Talk. And on this segment, it's called Tales from the Flicks. Now, what we do is we kind of, Go back in time, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, and we kind of explore that horror genre, our nostalgia that we kind of grew up on. And this is a movie that came out in the early 90s, but it looks like it's from the early 70s, right? Yeah, and tell them about how we uh, stumbled upon this. I I guess I was on Instagram or something at the time, and someone yeah. sent me like this little... Or no, I was scrolling through everyone's Instagram posts. And I saw this clip from the movie and I, I didn't even uh, recognize the name, but I just, I thought you would like it because it was so gory and like over the top and it, what, what better time than right after Toxie. So, right, right. Yeah. So if you guys haven't checked that out, our last tales from the flicks, we reviewed the toxic Avenger part two. Uh, definitely go check that one out. That one is full of B movie cheese. If you guys like that real, 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 real corny movie plotline stuff with a lot of gore and and just dialogue that's absurd anyways <laughs> the burning moon um you did send me a clip on Instagram, and uh, what it was was like a wild compilation of all these kills. I, at first, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I thought it was just yeah. something that someone recorded on a VHS camera. <laughs> right? How does it, and, it, it? It was 1992, and it looks like it's a 70s film. Like, how did they it, do that? The quality is extremely bad. Now, yeah. before we get into tidbits, which we're going to get like into some information about the movie at the at the end of this podcast. There's not much, by the way. But I did find out that this movie had a budget of like, it was, it's called like, it's German money. So what it is, it's, they're called DEM, Dems. Dems. And it's a uh, 70,000 Dem. So yeah. I looked that up and in a currency uh, converter and what it converted to, uh, it's called, ger- they're called German marks. I right. guess is what they call their money, DEM. And I converted that 70,000 and it came out to 41,000 US dollars. That's it? That's it, buddy. Uh, wow. it, it, that's if this web, if I entered it, it, it says the German mark now is ab- is obsolete. So it wow, actually so basically got forty thousand dollars to for blood and 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 props, and then a thousand dollars to pay pay the actors. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> but it says the German mark is obsolete. It was replaced with the euro uh, January first, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, okay, yeah. So knowing that, maybe I should go back and type in euros. I guess maybe what is yeah, seventy? That's what I was gonna say. I've never 70, heard of them. I've heard of euros. Yeah, so seventy thousand euros to USDA, USDA, USD would be uh, oh eighty one thousand dollars. Wow, eighty one thousand. Okay, so almost eighty two thousand dollars. Um, yeah. So I mean, not a huge budget, but enough to um kind of spread around. And um, they didn't skimp on the gore at all whatsoever. So if you guys are gore hounds like we are, honestly, this one was a little over the top. <laughs> like even for me, even for me, especially towards the last like 20 minutes of this movie, I kind of, I, I was just, I, I'm trying to write my notes at the same time that I'm watching this. And it was just, it. I was watching it late too, by the way. And I, I thought I was going to have some nightmares. Yeah, it's, it was pretty gruesome. And uh, I was surprised. I watched, I actually watched it with my girlfriend. Yeah. And we're sitting there and we're laughing the whole time. And I was like, all right, cool. She's cool with this. Because it was, it, it was, it was so over the top. It was funny. You know what I mean? But you could tell for sure that they didn't even want it to be laughable. They were looking for a serious right. film. And that was, that's what makes it even funnier. You're like, I think they were trying to be serious. This is not a comedy. <laughs> this, this is supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> so this, so. Um, yeah, like, uh, before I even dive, I, I was going to say, like, 
Yeah, if you guys are new to these podcasts, um, especially with our Tales from the Flick series that we're doing, like I said, we're reviewing retro horror movies. Uh, if you guys don't already know, we're going to be talking about some graphic nature, explicit language, and um, spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie yet, um, you, you know what? I don't know if anyone's going to see this movie. So, we did find it through a clip. Like I told you, Josh sent me this like compilation of all these kills with like some metal music, like blah, like in the background, right? And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is like right up my alley. And I looked at the caption. It said the burning moon. So what I did automatically was Google the burning moon. I can't find this shit anywhere online. Yeah, not to stream, not to download, not anything other than. A physical DVD copy, which was like 20 bucks on Amazon, and I wasn't going to do that. And the other option was Amazon offered it, I guess, through their separate attachment app called Horror TV. For, Give it up for Horror Yeah, it was like two bucks, um, which is awesome. It actually looks like an awesome service. So, uh, we both kind of subscribed to it right away. And um, it's like an extra two bucks a month or something. Anyways, besides the point, they're not paying us. So... This horror TV add-on through your Amazon, which you know we're using through our Fire Stick, uh, we were automatically go- able to go to that channel and load this movie, and it was the only copy I could find because I think it actually is on YouTube, but the YouTube has pure German and like I don't know what kind of subtitles these are, but they're not English. No. So I, I I didn't know what was going on. So I'm like, Josh, we got to get on this horror TV and I need you to, I need you to watch this because this shit is so bizarre, man. I'm like tripping out. I had to keep stopping it and taking notes, especially with a subtitled movie. You have to really put it on pause. I don't know if you had to do that, but I had to do that for sure. No. Yeah, I I definitely did. And then there were, there were, it it took me like three days to like finish watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, with Josh's schedule, we try to cram in like all of the, our podcasts, like in a couple days, that the, the days that he's off, so we can get as much content as we can, and then we kind of just spread it out throughout the week. So I know it took you a little longer. I usually I have a nine to five, so I just r- watch my movies right when I get home, pretty much, and I have a kind of a set schedule. Then, and that's how I kind of do it. I just write my notes down and whatnot. But, anyways, back to this film right here. Uh, like I said, spoil- it's going to be pure spoiler talk pretty much because we're going to be explaining the movie if we can even explain this movie. Um, it comes from a director, Olaf Edenbach. And the cool thing Olaf. about him is he did all the stunts in the movie. <laughs> I guess he's an actor. He yeah, he's an actor and the director and he did all these stunts in the movie. Wait, uh, was he the main guy? Is he the, is he the drug addict dude too? Uh, he was... No, actually, he's only a he's stunt. A, he's a stu- he's a stunt. No? He's a stunt guy, dude. I don't think he's an actual. Oh, okay. He's just one of the the stunt doubles. Um, okay. Because I don't see him here. These all these names are very hard to pronounce. They're German. I'm not going to pronounce them at all. Um, this, oh, yeah. Like I said, this language is German. It was filmed in 1992. Um, the a runtime of 86 minutes. There's not much that you can find about this movie on IMDb. <laughs> It's just one of those really weird things where you might not even see it. So the best way you can hear about this is if you listen to us. So let's get right into it because that that was a long enough intro. Um, the Burning Moon. So like I said, uh, I played the intro music. I, I guess you can call that the theme song. Um, and then you notice that it says The Burning Moon in English and it's kind of coming you know, zooming outwards from the screen, but it's like right. in if you remember in Terminator Two, that's why I call it Term. That's exactly what Terminator Two did with the text. Did you notice that the text kind of yeah. like showed up on the screen and said Terminator Two, and it was that music that went like doom 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 doom, and that's what we got here for the for the Burning Moon theme. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm trying to decipher this English as much as I can because I'm reading the subtitles and it's it's kind of like broken English almost. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on in these scenes. So we start out with these two guys driving, right? I didn't really get the names too much. I know one of them's name is Peter. Yeah. So Peter gets dropped off uh, at an interview, I think it is. Uh, and he's told that he's not good academically. They, they seem like slackers, like they don't really care. They're just ready to just go drink beer, pound and, and you know, pound some brews and have some fun, right? But he's right. Peter seems to be pissed off that he has to go to this job interview. I think I think what it is is that his dad or he lives with his parents and his dad wants him to he lined up a job for Peter. And um and and he's kind of forcing him to do this job, but he's like 
So he shows up to this to this job, right? This job interview. I don't know. It's like a warehouse, some kind of plant or something, right? It's, it's weird, yeah. And then remember, he like the guy that's interviewing him says, "Do you want a coffee or something?" And he asked for a beer. <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah, the guy offers like, him a coffee, <laughs> and he's like, "How about a beer?" Oh, only in Germany, right? Only yeah, in Germany. and it's it has to be early in the morning because when do you do interviews, right? You do usually do them in the mornings. So, yeah, he asked for a beer and the guy's like, are you fucking serious? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But remember he pulls out that, doesn't he pull out like a bag of weed and and he's like, hey, no smoking in here. No, 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 no. Yeah, the guy, the guy tells him, no smoke, hey, no smoking in here. But he's actually rolling up a cigarette. So, he's basically showing you that he doesn't give a fuck about this interview or whatever. Um, So, the interviewer tells him that he really needs someone. He's looking for someone that has a lot of dedication and heart and that really likes this job, you know? And the guy just, Peter tells him, kiss my ass. And he just walks away. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's just like, oh, okay, you need that? All right. Fuck you. Kiss my ass. I'm out of here. And he just takes off, right? Yeah. Um, did you notice that the interviewer, for some reason, he picked up the, he picked up the guy's resume and then he just put it down right away? Like, it was yeah, like, was a, weird. like, it was like a weird, he like lo- almost looked at the camera and was like, oh, do I do this? Huh? Let me put this, pick this did up. Did you notice too, on. I guess, fuck you in, in German is fuck you, which is weird. Is it I really? It would be like, yeah, I, th- I thought it would be something else. Well, I'm, I'm kind of fast forwarding ahead, but there's this one part where the girl goes, fuck you. And it's just straight up, fuck, says, you, fuck you, but like in a German accent. <laughs> really? And I was like, I thought, it, I thought, because I, I, I remember studying German yeah. when I was younger, but I don't remember everything. And their dialect is totally way too fast for me to follow. Yeah. It's like insane. Oh, by the way, this movie is filmed direct, like completely in ADR. Like, uh, they dubbed this movie the fuck out. <laughs> Cause I'm sure, I mean, you could only go to these locations and pay for the locations, but if you're paying for a separate, like, guy to hold the boom mic and all this other stuff, that's going to cost more money, right? And they only had an $80,000 budget. So, yeah. um, that's, that, that's still considered like a micro budget, right? I mean, especially in the nineties and stuff. Oh yeah. Because you got to think, well, I mean, I'm going back in time, but, uh, dude, Terminator two was made like, I think it was only 20 or $40,000 or $60,000 and something like that. Was it's it really? Trailer home. It, the first one, the first one. Oh, was the like first the, one. I thought you were talking about the second. Yeah. Okay. The first one was like the price of a trailer home and which wow. is like amazing. So that kind of shows you it just, it goes, it goes, uh, you know, everything is, is kind of set in stone for the writing. The writing needs to be there. It doesn't need to be all about the actual effects, the practical effects, even though that movie did have some cool practical effects and, uh, um, I thought it was more about the storyline. It had a gr- great dialogue and great storyline. Yeah. And characters that you kind of invested in. This movie, on the other hand, had nothing. <laughs> had none of no. that. <laughs> it, had, it had gore and uh, splatter effects that were so extreme it made you laugh and almost cry. I, I was just <laughs> not laughing. <laughs> Should we fast forward here or no? We- Hold on. Wait, wait, let's not All get right. too ahead of ourselves. We're going to describe exactly what's going on. Because like I said, most people will not see this movie. No. So anyways, he leaves this friend, right? Uh, so this guy's like such a badass, right? Like he, oh, he even spits in the hallway. He's like, <laughs> like he's, he's going down the elevator. He spits on the floor. He has like ripped jeans. Did you notice he had like all the badass attire, but his t-shirt was tucked in? Like he was yeah. like some kind of like, like he was <laughs> like, like a cross between like an eighties kid, but like a greaser at the same time. It was so weird. It was yeah. so weird. So he anyways, was like a mod. Remember the mods in uh, Salt Lake City? Or I mean, SLC Punk? Yeah, yeah. He was like a mod, but cooler. I Dude, guess he, he had some weird look going on. Anyways, he didn't want to get a job. That's what it was. Um, then all of a sudden, like, you know, he goes to his friend and he's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go, blah, blah, you know. They can't chain me type of shit. Anyways, directly after that shot, they cut to a night shot, which is like some weird rumble that goes on. And right. what oh, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck was up with that? It that was, was like some that was like some low budget Black Rain shit. Remember when Black Rain when they're fighting with the samurai swords? Dude, this yes. was like the Outsiders times oh, like negative ten. It was yeah. so bad. It, it was brutal, but dude, I thought it was gonna be gorier that part. But I feel like I feel like the movie was gorier when he's telling the stories than yeah. Oh, of course, of course, of course, what happened. You know, yeah. no. So they save all the gore you know that for for these for what we're going to get into so we haven't even described the plot really of this movie because th- there's not much of a plot um but i'll, I'll kind of get into the meat of it so we get all these guys and girls too by the way that are like rumbling with each other like punching each other in the head for no reason like they're just all standing there right it looks like the begin. it looks like that one michael jackson video was it beat it where they're all like kind of fighting like street fighting yeah yeah th- yeah where they're down there in the subway y- yeah and, and yeah. like uh yeah on the subway and like in the alleys and all this other shit right 
it looked very much like that where you get like six people just standing there and they're all drinking beers and they're like, yeah, yeah, where are these fucking guys at? They're like literally saying that. Where are these fucking guys at? We're going to fuck them up, blah, 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 blah. And then, they, the and then, the, and then this, the yeah, these guys come out of the smoke and they just like, and then you just hear them like, ooh, here come these pussies. Yeah, these pussies. And they just start, like, one of them gets, like, they go face to face, one guy against another guy. And then they're, like, talking shit to each other, but they just push each other and then start hitting each other with bottles. And it just fucking weird. It's right, just such it's a weird so rumble. It was weird. It's yeah. just, like, they don't even set it up. You just see a rumble. So, anyways, I think this is just to kind of show you how much more of a badass this kid is, right? So, anyways, everybody's getting hit in the head with bottles, uh, chains, people throwing, like, some guy got thrown through a car window. Like, it was crazy. So, anyways, um, we get our main guy, Peter. He returns home and he's like, like washing up in the bathroom. And then his mom, his mom is just like in the bathroom standing there. She's like, Peter, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then he's, he, you know, he tells his mom, fuck you or something or fuck off or piss off or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's like, fuck off, mom. I think he even throws something at her, dude. So he's such a badass. Peter yeah, and then his is dad, such a badass. His dad comes in and he's like, oh, fuck you. Uh. Remember he like grabs yeah. his head and he like grinds him into the desk or something. Yeah. So he's got, he's got some problems at home. And uh, he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And and I think like he even says like um like uh like his dad, his dad said you're like you're a drug addict or something or, or something you're a troublemaker you're a drug addict right so he goes into his room and um he just start oh he grabs a slinky and he just starts like menacingly like doing that slinky move like back and forth in his hands did you notice that yeah that was weird yeah he was like in a trance with a slinky you know how slinkies i mean if you if you guys are as old as us in your 30s you guys know about the old school slinky how you'd slink it back and forth from hand to hand but he's like the camera zooms into his face and he has like an intense look like with the yeah, slinky like, like, like he was saying in german he was like slinky slinky it's fun for good the voice slinky slinky I don't know what he was doing there though. That was crazy. Yeah, it was it was um he was pretty hypnotized by that yeah. slinky. But anyways, um, <laughs> then we get a flashback of Peter. I think this is a flashback. I didn't understand if it was a flashback or not because they kind of cut to it really quick. And it shows Peter as a kid and he's playing in the attic. And his, yeah, and they're like, I, I think it's him and maybe another boy. They never show who the other fucking boy. Like, they never explain who the other boy is that he's playing with. Right. So, I don't know which one got scolded. If it was Peter or his brother or friend. or I don't know. Something. There's two kids. There's one older than the other. The young. Maybe one's like four the other one's like six and they're throwing coins into a jar and then his dad comes up and he's like i told you not to fucking play up here and he's like grabbing him and the kid's like (laughs) screaming right and you're like what is happening why is this why is this going on there's no justification so anyways then we cut back to peter and he's in his room shooting up heroin so it's like okay your dad was right you're a piece of shit drug addict yeah um this is where we get the name of our movie he goes outside and he looks at the moon and he's like ah and the moon starts lighting on fire it was burning it was burning aka the burning moon does that even does that make sense Uh, i mean no is that like a tweaker like a like a like a thing when you're high or something you see the moon burning i've I've never um uh never heard of that yeah experienced that kind of that kind of weird thrilling rush to create a title and such a masterpiece of this movie yeah i don't i don't i don't know if that's supposed to be like an artsy representation of something else yeah i don't know what that meant but he's outside he's high anyways um then we get a shot of a bunch of dolls in slow in like a weird slow motion i don't know if they're on his bed or if they're on his sister or what i think they're in a sister's room i I think it was just like dolls that are creepy okay um then all of a sudden he pops up in his sister's room and she she turns over and in her bed and she sees him like looking at her with like a big druggy like bugged out eyes and he says he says can't sleep can you i'll tell you a bedtime story (laughs) (laughs) like how is that not creepy you're supposed to be my brother yeah oh so rewind like five minutes before this scene i guess he gets really pissed at his dad because his dad tells him to babysit julia I'm, i'm sorry not julia um his sister, his younger sister, I think her name is Annette or yeah, Annette, I believe it is. And he gets fucking furiated, infuriated, bro. He's like, you want me to babysit? What the fuck? I fucking no. hate her, that, that bitch. And he, dude, he starts going off. Like he doesn't want to be part of this family whatsoever, right? Yeah. Terrible. He's a terrible guy. Peter's a terrible guy. So anyways, he's all heroined out and he pops up in his sis- little sister's room and he says, you can't sleep, can you? I'll tell you a bedtime story. 
So if you guys didn't know by now, this movie is going to be almost like a little, do you call these anthologies? I mean, if it's just, it's just two, it's two stories within a movie. It would be like, like a, a mini. It's like a Tales from the Crypt thing where they're showing multiple episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be a mini anthology, but it's not really, it's not really big enough to say it's a full anthology. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, with, just, with movies like VHS now or like, you know, these anthology series, you get like four or five little clips that are like half an hour, right? These ones kind of go on 45 minutes each, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this would be more like a like Stephen King's. Uh, well, no, he has more. He not nah, never mind. He he has way more. And there's a Stephen King uh, DVD. I bought. I forget what it's called, but he okay. has a series of like all these little short tales. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's just two stories that he tells. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we get your uh, narrator, which is uh, Peter, and he's telling his sister, uh, or he's about to tell his sister some creepy stories. And uh, we open up, and it says the title card in a really cheesy font. It says Julia's Love. So that's the title for our first story. Um, so it takes place in a psych ward and you see all these psych, you know, um, psychiatric, uh, like these patients walking around right. and, um, they look like they're gone out of their mind. Oh yeah. They're all, they're to- some of most of them are totally zombie pilled out. And- zombie pilled out. I don't know why they're walking around these halls by themselves. Like they're just allowing yeah, where, them to where, walk where's around. Where's the security here? Where's the security, David? Well, they're all walking around. All these, all these doctors are walking around, but they're not doing anything about the patients walking. They don't care is what it is. The staff members don't care. Right. So they're talking about, uh, seeing a patient, um, who has schizophrenia and, uh, this is like a really bad dude or whatever like that. And I, I forgot the, the story, but I know they, they, they talked about he had schizophrenia and it's two. It's, it's a man and a woman. Uh, I don't know if they're doctors or what's, what their title is, but they're going to see this schizophrenic. Um, so, uh, right away, um, this guy pops out, you know, out of nowhere and he, and he bludgeons the, uh, one of the, the guy, he bludgeons the guy in the head with, with some kind of object or something. So the female staff, she runs to go get help and uh then she gets her head smashed in by the patient on the loose as does the first guy so then we cut to we cut to julia all of a sudden we just cut immediately these are like not even real cool transitions it's just like cuts from scene to scene right really sloppy really sloppy really sloppy work so you kind of don't know what's going on uh so we get a cut to julia uh she gets a phone call at home she I, i think like she gets dropped off or something and uh, she gets a phone call, and um, they don't really explain who it is on the phone, right? It's just it sounds like a date or something, like an old date that like won't leave her alone. Yeah, some kind of some kind of stalker guy, or yeah, it could be maybe it's her ex boyfriend. I think, right? It, it might be because she she keeps talking about with her friends later on that like she can't find the right man or whatever. And then this guy, she yeah. says to t- she tells this guy over the phone. I wish they, I wish you would have been able to hear the guy's phone, like an ADR or something, like what he was saying over the phone. But um, it, it, she was just like, I told you not to not to call me anymore like we can't do this anymore blah 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 right so anyway, she goes. To, um, she goes upstairs to change, and that's it. The scene ends. I, I thought like something else was gonna. I thought something creepy. Is that really it? That's it. That's it. Yeah, like like the scene ends, and then it goes. Um, then it cuts to uh, some guy in a trench coat with dark glasses, uh, like pulling up to a home. And this is probably the funniest scene I'm sure that stands out in your head for this first story. Oh my god! Yeah. So we get like a housing track, and <laughs> it looks like these homes that haven't been developed yet. Right there, it's a housing track. And this guy comes out of a car with the trench coat, dark glasses, like I said. He looks like he's like a, a man in black, like the old Secret Service, like someone that's like trying to not, trying oh, yeah. to hide, be incognito, but he stands out like a sore thumb, right? Um, he reaches in his car. After he gets it out of his car, he reaches back in his car. As soon as he looks up, like this car just like, like drives by, smashes into him. We cut into, we cut to like an actual person and then we cut to like a dummy and then like it like got smashed and flung like 50 feet and the car runs him over. It, that was one of the most epic, cheesy, extreme scenes. Me and my girlfriend were totally laughing and I was like, oh my God, it's still not as bad as in Toxic too when they get ran over by the, the the van runs over the carriage and it cuts to it and you see the prosthetic dolls and then it cuts back to real people. I, I do I thought that was just as bad. It was just as bad. So we oh, get we bad. get some um some pretty funny gore right there. Uh this guy gets like run run apart, you know uh, he gets ran and 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 split the pieces basically and what it is is like a, ma- a mannequin or some kind of like doll that gets <laughs> run over right in a trench coat. So anyways um so we find out that it's a patient right it's a patient that escaped uh they just show his feet they don't show what he looks like and then he actually gets out of that car that he just ran into the guy and then he that was kind of the weird part he smashes into this guy and then he parks the car and then gets out and gets into another car but like so easily he doesn't even hotwire the car he just gets in it and takes off yeah yeah that was weird yeah it's like why wouldn't you just leave in the same car you came like there was not blood all over the car i didn't didn't see any but i don't know right and he didn't even like hotwire the car or anything he just 
like yeah he just yeah he just got in straight in it was weird so anyways then this is the scene where we cut to um oh yeah julia was talking about how she had a date tonight i forgot to mention that she had a date tonight so we cut to her and her girlfriends and they're having a girls night out and she's talking about this yeah she's talking about this new guy that she met uh saying that he's amazing and then the other girl's like oh what if he's like the other guy (laughs) you know like just basically talking shit so anyway she stays for like a minute and then she's like okay i gotta head off to my date once again no point of that scene it just like it's just to like establish that she had a bad boyfriend i guess in the past or whatever yeah um then we get a we get a shot of her and this guy and they're having drinks i guess at another restaurant or something um the the guy mentions that his whole uh, she says something about like oh how's your family or like what kind of family do you have and he says that his whole family was killed and she goes oh i hope that never happens to my family yeah Uh wasn't that awkward like why would that was such foreshadowing obviously Yeah, wouldn't you say like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that instead of... That's exactly what I was thinking. So, I don't know if it was lost in translation with the subtitles or if right, they really said that. Rude. It came off as like really rude. Like, why would you just say, oh, well, I hope it never happens to my family. Yeah. <laughs> I just arched my eyebrow right there and I was like, mm, either this is really bad writing or something else is going on. So, anyways, it looks like... Did you notice what they were eating, by the way? It looked like a huge flan cake. Yeah, what was that? I, and then they had... Some German and instead of beer, dish. they're drinking cola, David. I guess cola is a very popular thing in Germany. And it was Pepsi. Did you notice that Pepsi? I guess Pepsi. Uh, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't see that. That detailed. I, I guess you got me on that yeah, one. Would you, like, would you like another cola? Coca Cola, please. Das Coca Cola or whatever. That's and then they bring out, and they had like three or four uh, Pepsis, so they had been there for a while, probably. Or was it Coke or Pepsi? Because you're saying both. I think it was, sorry, it was Pepsi, but they said okay. Coca Cola. It was Pepsi, but they said Coca Cola. It was weird. It's all black tar to me. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the guy takes away the food and they barely nibbled on it. So it, they, I, they just have a kind of quick face to face. So they go back to the car and, uh, he says that he works in a clinic and then they kind of cut to a flashback. I don't know if this is a flashback or it's like a something that he sees in his head really quick, but he gets a flashback of his grandpa hacking up someone with an axe and he's crying in the corner and the grandpa says, you're next. And that, yeah. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, what the fuck is happening, right? Yeah, he's like, Grandpa, no, Grandpa, no. Yeah, and then, he's like, saying, Grandpa, no, nine, nine. nine. Yeah, and, it's, and they zoom up on his teeth and goddamn, they're yellow, dude. They're yellow, <laughs> the burning moon. Like this fucking movie, The Burning Moon. They were so yellow. I was like, what the fuck? Are you sure they're not British? Or maybe it's all that chocolate candy that you have. Oh, there goes our British listeners. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, mate. Or, I'm, no, wait, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just do an Aussie accent? Oh, yeah, you're fucking that. fired, guy. It's more to do a Brit. There we go. There Jesus we go. Chip, fucking chip, chip, Christ. Hey, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Josh's Instagram so you guys can send him some hate mail. Send him some Whoa. hate DMs, please. Don't send him our way. Anyways, he does. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so let's cut back to this guy. So, he has this little flashback. He kind of like, whoa, he like, you know, blast out of it really quick. And uh, and he goes, oh, I got to go get some cigarettes, right? Right. And, uh, and he leaves the car. So, like clockwork, the girl's still in the car, but she turns on the radio right at the perfect time where the radio, she finds out that there's an escaped convict named Cliff Parker, which is ironically the same name of her date. Hmm. And it's a patient that escaped a mental institution, and he's already killed a couple of you know, uh, brain fart, killed a couple uh, staff member, killed a couple of staff. Yeah. So she runs like anyone would, runs out of the car, <laughs> takes off. Oh, did you notice that this, that this scene and mostly all the night scenes, they're lit up by like a bright fucking spotlight. It didn't even, dude, it didn't look like any natural moonlight. It looked like a fucking high beam. Someone <laughs> shot with a car high beam onto this scene. So that, so that kind of tells you that I, I guess they didn't have the proper camera to no. film at night. I guess they just spent it all on lighting, pretty much. <laughs> is what it looked like, man. Oh, my God. So, anyways, he comes back from getting his cigarettes. He finds out that she took off. Uh, but guess what? Like every other cliche or trope, horror movie trope, she left her purse behind. Meaning that oh she God, left her, she left all of her info behind, buddy. Yeah, I know that scene. That was that was fucking ridiculous. Classic cliche really horror. Writing. No, but that was just bad writing with the whole who the fuck puts their address in their wallet like that, and it was just like a piece well, of paper. I think you it wasn't. Was it? Oh yeah, it was a piece of paper. That's right. I thought it was it an was idea a piece at first. Of paper but. that was taped in her wallet that said where she lived. Well, you know what, uh, Josh? They might. It might be a poor area in Germany. You never know. They can't afford IDs. I don't know. You don't was, know either, Josh. You were like eight when this came out. Mm-hmm. Okay seven or eight. (laughs) 
Yes. Don't uh, we know. don't know why people do what they do. Why do people make movies like this? We don't even know. For the gore and the comedy. But guess what? We're talking about it, goddammit, in 2018. The Burning Moon. This is what we're doing. So, anyways, <laughs> we're back, right? And uh, I'll call her a lady of the night approaches. Lady of the night approaches. And he tells her to get it. Oh, she says, do you feel lucky? Oh, yeah. Do you feel lucky? How old is that catchphrase? I feel like that's something that they would say, like, in the Great Depression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you feel lucky? Do you feel lucky? <laughs> something really weird, right? Cheesy. Anyways, so he says, yeah, get on in. And then for no reason, he just stabs her in the stomach. Boom. She's dead. End of scene. Um, he takes off in that same car with a dead hooker. Um, he's at a stoplight and uh, he has some guy right behind him. And they show this guy with the big old Burt Reynolds mustache. And he's like, okay, you know. And the light turns green and nothing happens. So, this guy's like behind him. He honks the horn. Uh-uh, hey, man, come on. Let's go. Let's go. So, the guy in the... F- so, oh, yeah. we, we cut back to um Cliff, who's our killer. And he's doing something. He's doing something with that body. So, then we kind of see him ducking down a little bit. He is cutting off the hooker's head in the car. But did you see how easy it was for him to decapitate that woman? Yeah. That was, that was, that was weird. It just looked like he was yanking at it for a little bit what i don't get to is okay so he had i think he was just using a knife but yeah. he had an axe in the back seat remember later on it's a, it shows him pull the, the axe out of the out of the back seat actually i think he did hack her with the axe but how do you do that at that angle like it or was in like, that, that little yeah cramped space the little fucking it was car. a very small convertible it was not likely he would be able to do that it was like the back of the volkswagen mall rats right there you go <laughs> Morats. Um So, anyways, yeah, he like grabs it and, and hacks her some way, and like uh, with a two foot hack, I don't a uh, two inch hack. Like it was, it was a really small swing. He's able to hack her head off really easily, is what I'm saying. It was a tiger swing. Yeah, tiger swing. he had the force. I don't know. He opens up his sky roof, or what, what are they called? Those sunroof, sunroof. sunroof. And the guy's honking behind him. You know, hey, hurry up, man! Cliff proceeds to grab the head, and he just throws it through the sunroof <laughs> onto the guy <laughs> right behind him. His <laughs> Car, and the oh, guy's like, ah! the guy's freaking yeah, he, out, right? The guy was, freaks the fuck out. I mean, I would too. A fucking head hits my car. I know, but his dude, the no was so cheap. Wasn't it? Wasn't his like his panic, like his no, like so cheesy? He was just like, no. <laughs> well, not in the Arnold, but he was like, no. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So, anyways, um, so we get Julia. Oh yeah, by the way, Julia hitchhiked. I guess she caught like a ride with somebody. Um, she just ran into the into the road and then you know hitched a ride. Right. Right. And did you notice that the car looked exactly like the other car? <laughs> She's like, one? oh, oh, this looks safe. It looked like the same. It was the same color. Well, it was the same color. I'm sure it wasn't the same car. Oh, was it red? Was it red? I didn't even yeah, notice. It was that. red, and it was like hatchback style too. But I was like joking with my girl. I was like, oh, this looks safe. I'll, I'll go in this car. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a common color in Germany. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, we get Julia. She returns home, and um, she hears. She turns on the TV, and she hears more about Cliff and his crazy antics uh, at the at the hospital. At the clinic that he was in. Um, so then we get uh, a shot of her mom, of Julia's mom, in the kitchen, and she's cooking or cleaning or something, and she's listening to trance music. Did you notice this? Yeah, that was yeah, that was weird. And on the radio, it was like, oh, uber trance music, yes, the best of trance. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, a six-year-old woman's really gonna listen to this. I mean, German techno. I don't know. It might be a hot thing amongst all ages over there. Apparently. Who knows? So then um, we get a cool camera trick. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this. But she opened up the cabinet and then she's kind of like fiddling through something. And I've seen it, I've seen it used before, but for 1992, it's pretty cool. She's kind of fiddling through the cabinet. We just see the cabinet door, the back of it. And then as soon as she closes the cabinet, all of a sudden, P- uh, Cliff pops up right there behind the cabinet door, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. I mean, it's easy to do. Yeah, you just kind of slip in there really easily, right? Yeah. You totally didn't hear him or see any back shadow. He just like straight up popped up out of nowhere. Exactly. So it wasn't really a jump scare, but it was kind of cool to see. Right. Um, so, so then the mom like turns around she gets really scared right she kind of turns around and for some reason she puts her her hand on the butter on that's on the table there's like a a thing of butter on a plate there's like a a butter plate or a butter plate she slams her hand on the butter and he like chops her fingers off and it's like all bloody in the butter it's like i don't know if this is gross or whatever but he cuts off her fingers right and then he, he proceeds to slice her throat so we get our first kill from Julia's family right there, and then dad, dad's in the in the in the living room or something, look, looking at TV, and he's like, "Hey, honey, are you okay? Everything okay, yeah. Dad?" Yeah, he's over there eating peanuts and like drinking yeah, his, his big beer, stuffing his face, drinking beer. 
big old Burt Reynolds mustache, right? So, Julia's up in the... No one can hear her fucking screaming. I don't get it. No one can hear this mom screaming, getting stabbed, her fingers getting cut off. The TV wasn't even that loud, was it? I think the trance music was louder. (laughs) Something. Something's going on here with this writing. So, anyways, Julia's upstairs in the bathroom uh, with her sister, which was kind of weird, but she's like talking to her sister in this bathroom. This is a pretty huge bathroom, by the way. I thought it was like a separate room. Right. I thought it was like a townhouse and they all shared the bathroom almost. Like it was just a mega bathroom room. Something. It might it looked like a hostel bathroom. Like it's like really exposed. Like, yeah, like like you know, hostel style yeah. you know, type of thing. But anyways, so she's in there, she's talking with her, right? Um, then Cliff pops up on Burt Reynolds. Th- these aren't even like creative kills, so just a heads up, guy. It's just straight up slasher mode from yeah, here. Um, so Cliff pops up on Burt Reynolds and he hacks his arm. Boom! He hits him with the machete and then he plows the machete through his mouth and it comes out of his cheek, which I thought was a very cool kill. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like literally just shoves it in his mouth and it pops out of his cheek. Like not even the back of his head, it pops out of the side of his cheek. He's like, ah. Yeah, he's like, Whoa, and then we get a cool practical kill and his arms all off and he's kind of falling all over the place dude the blood in this fucking movie man like it was cool it was cool I think, i'll give I it that it, i think it beat kill bill i think that's why it was banned ah uh, come it. on it did not be kill bill dude no blood wise there was a lot no. of scenes that were like that's a lot of fucking blood the crazy 88 josh come on think of how many gallons of blood they used and this is yeah. only the kill count on this movie is only like 10 people come on stop it stop it there was a lot of stop I, I, stop <laughs> A lot of blood. But definitely not as much as Kill Bill, guys. He's giving you some false information. Anyways, so um, Cliff just, uh, I guess, ends up going upstairs and uh, he kind of pops in on the sister who's also, who's in the bathroom still. Uh, and then he like slices down her back and like stabs her 30 <laughs> times, dude. Like, dude, it was, that part was brutal and hard for me to watch a little bit. Because when he sliced her back, like you could see all the muscles exposed and stuff. It was pretty yeah. bad, dude. Dude, in that initial first slice, it wasn't even, look. it didn't even look like he used a lot of force so it either it didn't he's got this super sharp fucking machete <laughs> and he just he just like barely takes a little sliver like like a like cutting a fucking birthday cake yeah and he gets a good slice or something i don't know that's weird. exactly what it was like he was cutting a flesh birthday cake yeah wide open and uh, I, was like, I mean i know i know they're only doing that slow enough so you can see it on camera so you can see all the detail right but right. um dude when he was stabbing her bro it was just like relentless like charles manson murders type kills bro like it was like yeah repeated stabbings like all over too just in weird random spots her stomach her neck like all over dude it was fucking it was kind of brutal to watch and it kind of kind of went on for a while yeah it was pretty long yeah so once again i don't know how the fuck julia cannot supposedly she's in the other room i don't know how she cannot hear her family getting murdered yeah that because that, that had to be pretty loud yeah it's a and fucking then, yeah, regular then, house it's not a mansion well, yeah, or anything. He, he smashes her head into the wall remember after that's he, right he, he smashed her head yeah. like into like the the mirror or something something like a cabinet above the sink yeah like several times and you're like how how is she not fucking hearing the soundproof walls, walls like, bro <laughs> soundproof walls something something man so anyways julia goes back downstairs and she finds her family murdered uh which her reaction actually wasn't that great like you you find your family murdered bro like you're gonna be bawling right mm-hmm. her first reaction is to walk, just walk away slowly because she's not even running at this point she just kind of backs up and just kind of i don't wouldn't you go out in the front yard or something anyways she runs upstairs classic horror cliches she runs back upstairs right to where her sister was you see her sister in the bathtub and now she's on fire so not only was she stabbed she set on fire but the dude the skeleton of her remains looked so real it did dude at first i thought it was like a porcelain doll i didn't even think it was i think i didn't even think it was a person you know what i mean like i thought maybe yeah so from your from her from her head to about her stomach you get a skeleton that's on fire and then you i think one of her legs was actually sticking out of the bathtub like skin on it still yeah it wasn't completely burned so i was like whoa the, the effects on this thing were pretty pretty cool man i mean this is probably where most of the budget went to oh yeah so on the kill scale like i said i mean we're putting this pretty high this is pretty pretty up there oh yeah like and then i like how there was all practical effects and there were even squibs and stuff um when they're doing like gunshots in the movie mm. it wasn't like fake cgi bullshit that's out there yeah you know? oh no yeah. this is all practical stuff so anyways um gary pulls up i don't know who this guy gary was did you know who she who he was i don't know but Dude, was it he, her brother, I maybe? 
I think it's her. I think it's her brother. Maybe, I want to possibly, say, or maybe maybe it's the ex. It's not. It's not another ex. Maybe. I don't no, know no, no. because he pulled but up Gary really was, casually. No, Gary was. Um, Gary was the boyfriend of the sister. Remember, because the sister was going out too. Oh, okay. You caught that. I didn't even catch yeah, that. Now I remember because she was getting ready. Remember, and then they're in the bathroom and she's mm. giving her shit too about. Oh yeah, but and then and Julia's like, yeah, I have a lot of crazy guys, ha ha ha, or whatever. Right. That she's been jokes on lot. her. Here comes right. the craziest guy. So, anyways. So then Gary pulls up, right? Um, she breaks the window to the restroom, I believe she's still in, and she screams to him, you know, Gary, don't come in here, don't come in the house. And then he like looks at her, he's like, Hey, what's going on? I want to, you know, like, what's going on? His face, dude, his face. Yeah, it's the weirdest expressions ever. So, um, Cliff, you know, uh, opens the door on him. He greets him at the door with an axe to the head. Boom! And knocks his, oh. knocks his head clean off of his shoulders, bruh. Straight up clean cut. Clean, clean cut. Clean cut. Straight up clean Super, peel. Dude, that's a clean peel no- right there. He knocked that head, dude, all the way back to the curb is what it looked yeah. like. So, right. Julia's like, ah, I have no hope now. So, she runs out of the bathroom. Uh, she gets in a scuffle with Cliff because Cliff is kind of like right there by the door terrorizing her you know what i mean so she's like she's like fuck this i'm going out j-lo style enough bro you know what i mean (laughs) like i'm gonna run at him with all i can so she runs at him and she's able to stab him uh she runs down the stairs but once again horror movie cliche she falls um and then we get like a weird dream sequence like a wild dream of her like in an open field with a red garment did you notice that yeah that was the uh yeah like at first i thought it was like a she was dead yeah or or maybe she's just unconscious and she's she's dreaming that but that that kind of threw me off right there like was that really needed in the very movie? very i don't know i don't even know what it meant what was it supposed to represent anyway she was right. in red garment running through a field so she snaps out of it she wakes up cliff is standing over her he has the upper hand um he pretty much proceeds to tell her that he was never accepted as a child like no one ever loved him except for his mother uh that he used to go to like you know get psychiatric help and stuff like that none of it would work only his mother was the one that loved him yeah and, and his mother and his shrink were the only ones he could talk to yeah and unfortunately the grandpa killed the mother right we find out that the, the grandma the grandmother was the one that was hacking up his mama yeah so, um, then he proceeds to tell Julia that he wants just a normal life and he wants to marry Julia. So she's like, okay, this fucking weirdo. Yeah, creeper. So anyways, we get another dream sequence and we get kind of Cliff's, I guess, happy dream of what he wants for his life where he gets, uh, we see them getting, you know, married. They come outside. They're all kissing each other. They're in love. We get another shot of them playing in the field. There's like a dog running. <laughs> like, right? yeah, he's, they're, all, they're all at the park and they're having like a picnic and it, he's petting the fucking dog and shit. It, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. So did you notice? I mean, we get so many dream sequences w- within a story. Told, no, especially not told in a, in a movie. No, no, no. So this is a dream sequence with like told within a story told by another person in a movie. So it's like we get like some inception, like dream upon dream upon dream thing. Right. Is what it is. It's really really christopher nolan bro in disguise i think it wasn't what it was so anyways um this is what he wants apparently he killed her whole family and he wants her to marry him not gonna happen buddy i'm sorry spoiler alert no so he says that he freed her family by killing them because they wouldn't have gotten in between their love so he thought that she was he was doing her a favor by doing this anyway she calls him crazy and then uh yeah she calls him crazy and uh and he punishes her by shoving her own mom's eyeball into her throat dude that shot that was so So we get the weirdest piece shot from her throat like the inside of her throat which I found out later was an actual prosthetic they built that was really really large oh nice so they can fit the camera in there that's how they were able to shove a camera in there but it's supposed to be her throat so you see the back of her teeth and she's like rah, rah, and then she swallows her mom's eyeball whole so weird dude yeah that was so weird Josh what are you thinking at this point we're only in story one you know there were times David I'm not gonna lie I wanted to um, I wanted to turn it off but I couldn't stop watching. it's like a bad train wreck you, you you, you can't, you can't, you can't keep looking away. You want to, but you know it's the right thing to do. But you got to keep going. You got to keep going through that burning moon. As, a, you know as, I mean? as opposed to good train wrecks, or I, I guess I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So we get an eyeball traveling all the way down her throat. I, I don't know what this is supposed to symbolize, by the way. It means nothing. It really does mean nothing. Um, so she's reaching for whatever she can get because at this point she's got nothing to lose. She just swallowed her mom's fucking eyeball, right? 
Right. So she grabs a bottle and breaks it over this guy's face, and then she stabs him with the shard. Ooh, yeah. Guy doesn't like that. So she runs. Um, he chases her and he punches her through a window. That was pretty crazy, actually. Like she's yeah. like trying to get out of this sliding glass door, and he just goes blah, and he gives her an uppercut from hell. Okay. Yeah, some kind of street fighter move, and she goes flying through this window, right? Yeah. So he's she's laying on the floor all bloody. He's standing right above her, and right as he's about to stab her, a cop shows up, and I'm sure you love this scene right here, Josh. Oh my god, this is the most epic scene. Do you want to do you want to go over this? You want to let you want to yeah, explain it? Okay, so <laughs> the, the cop. Uh, I'm trying to say it was straight face. The cop. The cop comes with you know kind of a another, another Burt Reynolds mustache, but it's more trimmed, I guess you could say. Right. And he shoot he shoots he shoots him in the head, and his fucking head just explodes immediately. Like there's no doesn't make any fucking sense. And now what kind of gun was this, Josh? Was this a shotgun? No, that's the best part. It was a regular like. <laughs> Like a regular pistol. It was like a fucking gun. Like even if it was, let's say, if it, realistically in real life, if it was a forty-five. Your head would still not explode. It doesn't have little bits of dynamite that explode on impact or anything like that. This this is just a fucking regular. It, 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 it was it was so satisfying though, because this guy was a fucking piece of shit. This guy Cliff. It was so good seeing him. His oh head explode. God. It was so good seeing that. I turned to my I turned to my girlfriend at that part and I said, "So let me get this straight. In their world, I guess I guess like <laughs> regular gunshots from other people. It doesn't make their head." explode but i guess this cop has like a mega super ultra bullet or something something his head explode. i don't know it was weird dude so weird so weird so we're already getting long into this podcast but pretty much that ends that that scenario uh i mean she ends up you know the cops end up saving her and stuff like that and she ends up leaving in an er and uh or an ambulance to the er and that's it um, so, uh, that ends the Julia story, uh, but the big heroine brother has got another terrifying one for his sister. So, he, you know, he's forcing her to listen to this because she's like, I don't want to hear anymore. And he's like, you're going to listen. You're going to listen. This episode was called Purity. I that's think. right. That's right. So, the next story we got is called The Purity. So, this Ooh. one, uh, it takes place, uh, a little further back in the year 1957. And we get a woman riding on her bicycle, I believe, to the grocery store, a local mart or something like that, local market. And, um, yeah, like literally maybe like a hundred feet from her, from her house, she's attacked by a man, um, with a two by four, you know, which is natural, I guess, in that part of town. In the WWE, maybe the Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) Something, man. He was on some Roddy Roddy Piper shit. That was weird. And, uh, and then he proceeds to rape her. And, uh, and he tells her that she is the purity and the light. And then he shoots her in the head. So pretty brutal. We start out pretty brutal. Pretty, yeah. Um, and then we find out that he's actually a priest. Who so would have thought? Who would have thunk it, man? So immediately I'm intrigued. I'm like, what a dark intro. Double life, dude. Double life. Yeah. And, and you know what? In 1957, I believe you can get away with shit like this. Unfortunately, scary enough. Did, didn't he kind of remind you of, uh, the BTK killer? I don't know what that is. The remember uh, burn torture kill killer. The um, he was a sheriff. Okay. okay, he was a serial killer back in the day. He was a sheriff, and he was also a serial killer. But he was also married and shit like that. He, like I'm just saying, like the dual life concept. All right, it reminded, it I gotta, I, I gotta check that one out. Then I gotta check that one out. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we find out that this guy's a priest, and he's actually speaking at her own funeral, which is fucked up. He rapes and kills this woman, and then he speaks at her own funeral. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was um pretty disgusting and and it's it's, it was kind of weird because usually the morch at the mortuary they're supposed to kind of like you know doll your body up a little bit and and take cover the bullet wounds but she still had a bullet wound in her head did you notice that yeah so i don't know if this is not like (laughs) if this was not able to be done in 1957 she still had a bullet hole in her head while she's laying in the coffin they didn't have um, enough makeup then i I, I don't know i put something on her fucking put something on there dude like put a hat on her so you don't see that bullet hole but that's pretty disturbing that, that white like thing that uh, women wear at weddings what do they call that a veil yeah the veil there you go something oh and by the way you could see it was probably a, it was a blooper but you could see her breathing in the coffin so I didn't catch that really I thought that was pretty great nice <laughs> Everyone's letting out of the funeral, and uh, this big guy goes up to another guy, and he goes, you better watch out. We're going to beat your ass. It, it was like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. That was very, like, abrupt. So, right. I don't know what's going on, but apparently these two men don't like each other, or one man does not like the other one. We find out that his name is Justus, which is like Justice, but it's like J-U-S-T-U-Z. Yeah. Justus. Justus. And uh, we find out that he's friends with the priest. I don't know if he works at the church or what. I couldn't really tell because he didn't really have the attire to work in a church. I don't know. 
But um, he is friends with that church, with that priest uh, who lives a double life. Right. And he's saying that he fears for his life because everyone's blaming all these murders and rapes on him, even though it is the priest himself. Aha. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, uh, the priest sends a man home. Uh, we cut to another night shot of the priest and his wife sleeping. Uh, the dog starts to bark and they go to check it out. Or he goes to check it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for those sound effects. Uh, you're really setting the ambience here. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes outside to go check out what's going on. I thought it was pretty cool because we see a lot of fog flying by. You know, I don't know if yeah. that was real fog or a fog machine. So much fog. This movie. This so movie. I thought it was fog. the mist at first. Yeah, yeah. So another weird night shot because it looks like they were trying to get some. <laughs> natural light from the moon but it wasn't like a blue moon glow it was like they had they shot like a, a blue light at the wall or something and you can see this guy like walking around so anyways he 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 finds nothing no one out there and he goes inside to have a drink right i, I think it was like a wine uh, wine bottle left out or something like that right and then some guy just like walks in the door uh and it's someone that looks exactly like him this was very confusing to me it was like his doppelganger did you notice that this guy looked exactly like the priest and i'm like wait a minute i thought that was the priest doing all the murders yeah, that, that threw me off too that wasn't him well who was this guy that looked exactly like him josh <laughs> i don't know I don't, that was weird so this guy is oh i wish we could like throw up some video or something but these guys look exactly the same right one has glasses one doesn't that's it so anyways um <laughs> this guy proceeds to blast the priest like 20 times with the revolver like after he loads like six shots he loads like six more and he just like keeps blasting the shit out of this guy right he wants him dead dude and that this, was crazy yeah, the sad part is, like, he shoots him, like, five times in the stomach, and this guy's still like, oh, it hurts more, and I'm like, di- I'm like, die already, fuck. Right? And then he finally shoots the guy in the head, right? Boom, okay. Dude, how many times did he shoot him? That was ridiculous. It though. was a lot. At least 12, because I know he em- he unloaded all six bullets, then he loaded, like, six more. At least 12, bro. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, revolver bullets aren't that small. They're pretty Dude, big, it was too. so. You didn't think there was a shit ton of blood? Like, he was bleeding so much from his stomach? Dude, it was, like, oozing out of him. It was insane. He was covered. Insanity. So, um, after that, he goes upstairs and uh, he kidnaps the priest's wife and he performs a weird ritual with candles everywhere. Of course. Yeah, what was up with his sword? Did you see that? There was some kind of like Aladdin sword. Some big ass sword like on some Excalibur shit. And of course, who, what wouldn't be complete without a pentagram on the floor? Uh, then he gets a knife and just cuts her throat. So, it's like one of those movies like you know no one's getting out alive. You know just everyone's fucked, right? Right. And, um, and there will be blood. There was blood. He, uh, he actually drains the blood into a goblet and he drinks it. And I was like, gross. <laughs> so then we cut back to the guy who everyone is blaming the murder on Justus. Justus, you did it, Justus. Justus. We and, want justice, uh, Justus. <laughs> So he's chopping wood and he's attacked by the first guy that came out of the church and like four other guys. He brought like four other homies with them, right? Right. Back up. So, um, we get our killer. He shows up and he, now he's dressed like the priest and all the guys run off and he's like, you, you better, I better see you on Sunday or some shit like that. <laughs> he says something like better, that about the church. I'm going to bring her chocolate chip cookies. You yeah. Know, like <laughs> you guys better cut this out or else I'm, uh, making you guys go to confession. Yes. Something. So, right, he tends to this guy's wounds because this guy got beat up pretty bad. He got kicked a lot oh, on the dude, floor I thought, I thought and stuff. they were going to, like, kill him, dude. Yeah. They, the they, were kick, they were beating the shit out of him, basically. So, now we have our killer and he's dressed up like the priest. It kind of throws you for a little mind loop, but yeah. So, the killer looks exactly like this priest. So, what does he do? He poses as the priest after he killed the wife and the actual priest. Of course. So, he's tending to this guy's wounds and um, then we get another dream sequence once again. And uh, this time we see the young man... Uh, a young boy actually and um i'm trying to figure out the name let's see oh we find out that the killer's name is ralph but yeah. it's but it's spelled like r-a-l-f ralph hey ralph what's going on ralph ralph um so ralph's father tells him that he wants him to become a, just randomly he goes son i want you to become a priest and he's like he just drops to his knees and he's like no and he prays right yeah. which was like really really weird then we see like jesus on the cross and he's like body is like decomposing and then it lights on fire for some reason and then we get like a woman in robe and she turns into like a demon like it was like really like weird horror artsy like all kinds of shit going on right yeah wasn't that demon weird <laughs> 
so they, weird. So, so weird. I thought it was the Grim Reaper at first, and then it, it went, and then it was like, what the fuck? Okay. So, I don't know if he was supposed to be an aspiring priest, and he just went to the dark side, pretty much, the Book of Evil type of thing, you know? But mm-hmm. uh, he wakes up, and he actually opens up his Book of Evil, which is like a bunch of chants, and, and it has a pentagram in there. And, you know, he starts saying that, um, he says out loud that he wants his soul rescued, right? Right. So, he loads a single bullet in a revolver, puts a gun in his mouth, and he kills himself. Yeah. So, I was like, whoa, okay, is this the end of killing for this guy? No. We get no. a cut to a bar where we see this guy is drinking, right? And it's it's the quietest bar I've ever heard in my life. Like, I've ever, yeah, like, no one talking, but everyone drinking. <laughs> Right? That was weird. So weird, right? So, all these guys are drinking, right? And these guys are talking how much they want to kill Justice, right? Right. And uh, they're saying that they're going to pay this guy to do it. They're going to pay this guy at the end of the bar. He's just right there. They're going to pay him to do it. So, um, I guess... He, yeah, he this, gets up and he's like, all right, I'll do it. Or, I'm yeah, gonna yeah I'll, I'll do it. So, he's getting ready to go kill this guy Justice, right? I guess before then, when they were talking about it, this woman who looks pretty old and pretty German-looking... <laughs> Is just standing by the door listening to this guy's conversation about them killing Justice. I guess she knows Justice. And she runs out to go warn him, right? And she says, hey, you better take off. These guys are going to kill you. And uh, he goes, no, I have to tend to my farm. (laughs) I'm like, dude, is the farm worth your life? What's that? I said, he was like, but who's going to look at the farm? Yeah, he's ridiculous right now. Now he's just asking to be killed. So anyways, like you really want these characters. You don't have anybody to root for because all this evil shit's happening right like you want to kind of root for justice because i felt really bad for him like he he seemed like really genuine like oh everyone everyone's blaming everything on me i don't want to get hurt no more you know like they're like oh man what a poor fucking guy man you know what i mean yeah he was like um he kind of reminded me a little bit about felt very of, sorry uh, for him very sorry no he reminded me of a little of uh the lawnmower man before he changed a little bit but not as not as slow you know yeah he wasn't as, yeah so unfortunately justice doesn't make it out uh this guy ends up on his farm and uh, gives him a blow to the head with a hammer boom uh, yeah. by the guy that they paid off and it's sad because you hear him crying and he's being stomped to death and it's just fucking it brutal, brutal man it's brutal he's beating the shit out of him right he start he drops a hammer he starts to hit the beat the shit out of him with his fist and and it's pretty bad right yeah so then anyways uh i think this guy like just leaves the killer uh, the guy that's hired to kill justice he leaves and he goes just home to kind of wash up or whatever. And this guy walks in. And he's like, did you do it? Did you do it? You know, and, and everybody like, he's like, yeah, he goes. And he says something like, I, I wish it didn't have to come to this. And but why the fuck didn't you say that at the beginning? Like, you just made this guy. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. He, the guy's this. dead. Yeah, the guy's dead. And he takes a shower. He's wiping off all the blood and stuff like that. He's changing out of his clothes. Yeah. So, and he's like, he, he's like, what's done is done. He, what's right is right. Right. He's yeah. Like, yeah. So then we, we're, you know, it's a night shot again. And then we see Justice rise from the dead and we hear the voice of Ralph, which summons him from the beyond. So we get some like weird beyond the grave type stuff going on here where I guess he's able to, you know, since he was friends with Justice in the, you know, in the living world, he's still going to protect him in the afterlife. And he brings him back as like a, like, I guess like a zombie or I don't know. He just kind of brings him back. Right. Yeah. That was a weird scene, man. I was like, is this going Hellraiser ish kind of here? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So Justice kind of like is like just walking like a zombie over to this guy's house and he walks directly to this man's uh, house and he writes 666 in blood, which I guess activates like um, the evil spirit <laughs> into right? this guy's oh, into this guy's house now. That's the Wi-Fi password. That's the Wi-Fi password. Dude, he activates it. Boop. Hell engaged. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we get dude like I think the cross falls off the wall and it just lights on fire. And this man, he was laying down. Right, he jumps out of bed and is like, and he starts clutching at his stomach, and he has internal pain because the burning moon has activated now. Right, I thought, I thought initially that scene Mm -hmm. when he's crushing his, when he's uh, he's holding his stomach, I thought like he was gonna, like a zombie was gonna pop out of his stomach or some shit, and he was gonna be reborn or yeah. So what we find out is that he's causing him eternal hellfire inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, inside of his brain is what he's seen. So after this hell is activated, right, inside the killer, uh, the one that just killed Justice, like we see, we kind of like zoom into what he sees, I guess, and he's seeing like a world of pain. We kind of get like a Hellraiser montage right now. And I'm not going to lie, this is some of the most horrific shit, even though I know it's all practical effects, like people screaming and getting tormented. It really yeah. kind of freaked me out, man. I don't know what you thought about all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was pretty gruesome. Um, the craziest part to me, and it, uh, it, I don't know, it's it probably not as intense for you, but the pra- the craziest part I thought was the guts when they're uh, he's he's got the fucking like corkscrew. Mm. I, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, wow, that's pretty gut wrenching because he's so, like turning. On wait, the hold gut- on. So before so before all that, we get like like ten minutes of of people being tormented, right? Just like people getting their head shot off, people getting their guts ripped out, right? And then we finally get the killer, the guy that killed. I don't know his name, but the killer that killed justice um they kind of lay him on a table and now they're torturing him and that's yeah. what you're talking about right there right yeah that was gruesome and then and then he proceeds after he's he's, he's gutting them and uh he's, he takes a knife and he stabs his stomach he slits it open he takes a corkscrew he starts corkscrewing his guts and it's it's pretty gruesome and then dude it gets even worse when he freaking remember with the teeth what about the eyeball buddy oh, the, what about the yeah, fucking the eyeball eye brutal too yeah the eye was pretty brutal too well tell us but, what the fuck is the eyeball about <laughs> he fucking he jams like nails in his eyeball and shit he jams the corkscrew in his eyeball and corkscrews his eyeball out. That's what happens. And it, it, it's fucking disgusting, dude, because it looks like it's so well done and it's all practical. Yeah, and he starts drilling into this guy's teeth, like right in the middle of the teeth. Like, it, ugh. it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And um, and then they, they, end, they end his suffering by uh, they pull him apart by his legs and it like rips down the middle of his dick and like his, like everything, everything gets ripped apart. It was, it was brutal. It was a long torture scene. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, one of the nastiest kills, like, definitely some pinhead shit, dude. Yeah. So, um, Justice is told that all his pain is gone now and he's able to enter the blue light, which I believe is, I don't know if that's entering to hell or if that's entering to heaven. Yeah, or maybe, like, uh, like I don't know if he's safe because, I mean, do killers go to heaven? I don't know. Probably not. Because if you think about it, I mean, this guy that was posing as a priest, um, he was a killer. He was doing violent things, but Justice was an innocent bystander that did nothing. He was a pretty cool guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it made no sense. Anyway, so <laughs> we return back to Peter, the guy narrating and telling these stories. And he closes the book. He closes his sister's eyes. And we see that the sister has a knife in her belly. He leaves. He goes outside with the knife and slices his own wrist until he bleeds out. Yeah. Then we kind of, the camera zooms in to the sister's picture on the wall. And we get credits. Yeah, that was fucked up ending. Very fucked up ending. Very, very, very fucked up ending. Um, I did not like it. <laughs> It made me yeah. feel. It made me feel really sick and not satisfied at the she end. She was kind of sad. I was like, I was she, really depressed after that movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that is the Burning Moon, guys. Um, <laughs> so tidbits about the movie: um, the director and writer Olaf Ittenbach, like I said. Um, he did all the stunts in this film uh, because he didn't have enough money in the low budget to pay a professional stuntman to perform said stunts. What a what a G. What a G. Yeah, yeah. So and and there was um was there a lot of stunts other than that car crash one? I mean, I don't. I, I, did he do that or was that? A, I thought that was prosthetic. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if he did any stunts. <laughs> and then at the end, I think he played the rolling, dummy that guy hit. He's rolling and he gets up and he goes, "That's good, then. That's good." <laughs> <laughs> right. We only got enough. No, we, gotta, we only got yeah, enough gotta, money for one take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and like I said before, there was a full-scale esophagus was built for the scene in which a woman has an eyeball shoved down her throat. Um, oh, another tidbit was uh, this movie was shot on various locations without permits. <laughs> nice. It makes sense. <laughs> oh shit! Hurry up! They're coming! Hurry up! They're coming! <laughs> we only got eighty grand. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Fuck the so that was the burning moon guys um i don't know if this guy did any more movies i wonder if he directed any more movies dude because this guy is pretty cool were there any tidbits about his uh the blood usage the blood what did they say anything about how much blood was used or how much fake blood no it, it, it says uh there was definitely not as much blood in, as in kill, kill bill <laughs> no i'm kidding um yeah so this guy actually has a lot of special effects credits um he actually has actor credits he acted in 22 movies and he directed 22 movies. So, let's see. Some of the movies that he did were... I don't even know any of these movies, bro. Uh, Legion of the Dead, River Play, Evil Rising, Garden of Love, <laughs> No Reason, Legend of Hell. I, I don't know. Uh, Garden of Love 2. <laughs> wow. They had enough for the sequel, huh? Enough for the sequel, bro. Uh, How much did this movie make, David? Dude, the, know. Hold on. Did... Hold on. This guy has writer credits, producer credits, makeup credits, sound department credits, miscellaneous crew credits, visual effects credits, camera credits. Dude, this guy does it all, bro. This is insanity to me. This is insane. One man show. Good lord in heaven. Yeah, it just has the budget. It doesn't say how much it made, but um, I 
really don't expect that they made a lot of money. No. Um, but that is a burning moon. And like I said, yeah, it, you can only really get it on, uh, I believe you can order it on DVD or you can see it on Horror TV, which is an Amazon add-on. Right. So, any thoughts on this movie, Josh? <laughs> um... There's a lot. It was uh, definitely gruesome, but at the same time, funny. Um, I do actually, surprisingly enough, have a rating for it. Okay. I have two. All right. On the gore factor, I would definitely give it a 10 out of 10. It was very extreme. Um, overall rating of the movie, though, probably going to get some shit for this, but whatever. I'm going to give it an actual like six out of 10. Okay. But the writing was obviously horrible, but we're not going off writing here because it was total splatter mm-hmm. horror, but yeah, I'm just saying overall movie, okay. six out of 10. All right. So, um, I mean, yeah, I agree with that because um, for some reason, reason like the first story was like written probably like in five minutes i felt like the second story kind of pulled me in a little more it had a little i felt like this this was a little better writing than the first story for sure but um i feel like they should have put that story first because that kind of drew me in a little more the first one was just a straight up kill 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 splatter 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 slasher yeah that makes sense they should have they should have put the the first one with an actual like storyline first and and then done the one that was like just all over the place you know right yeah, so um, I'll say overall, uh, because I'd never seen this movie, you had never seen this movie, and I probably will never watch it again, uh, but no. <laughs> just because it was very, no. very unsettling. Uh, but the gore was fucking great. I love, I'm a huge king of like practical and supporter of practical effects and practical gore, all that good stuff. So right. keep them coming. But um, this one, I'm going to say because some of them were really cheesy, like the dummies getting smashed by cars and stuff like that, <laughs> and the head blowing up by one gunshot. Who could good- have been the director himself? Who knows? Yeah. So I'm gonna give uh, this film a five out of ten. Uh, okay. on, on, the, on the gore scale, I'm, I'm definitely gonna give it a seven out of ten. So you've seen gorier? I've seen go. Well, I give it an eight out of ten because that la- that, that last ten minutes was so fucking gory, dude. Yeah. I mean, the type of movies that I give ten out of tens are like uh, brain that movie Brain Dead or Dead Alive. Okay. Now that you've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that movie's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. That's like back to back slaughter, killing, crazy fucking babies coming out of people's faces like crazy shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so that to me is a 10 out of 10 this one was more of a i would say an 8 out of 10 because that last 10 minutes of hell was pretty bad pretty yeah. bad so yeah that's our review guys for the burning moon uh you'll probably never see it <laughs> and um uh, <laughs> Yeah, our next uh, film that we are reviewing, not too sure, but if you guys have any suggestions, you can always hit us up on our Instagram at TalkFlix. That's Talk, F-L-I-X. And you can also check out all of our written reviews and podcasts and some cool movie trailers that we pretty much post either daily or a couple times a week on FlixTalkPodcast.com. Remember, that's F-L-I-X, TalkPodcast.com. You can also follow us on iTunes on CastBox, on MixCloud, and I'm sure we're everywhere else. Check us out, guys. Anything else you want to say, Josh? That's about it. Um, just viewer beware. It's a pretty intense movie. So, yeah. Definitely. So if you guys check this out on Amazon, guys, uh, definitely viewer beware. But all right, guys, till next time, this is David from Flix Talk signing out. And this is Josh from Flix Talk telling you to keep on listening.